Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, this is Becky, and welcome back to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Rachel. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Um, so actually, this book was your suggestion. Yes, it was one of my favorite books of 2021, actually. So um, for this episode, we are reviewing Indigo Ridge by Devney Perry. It is book one in the Edens. Correct? Correct. And book two, this episode drops on Thursday, January the 13th. And book two in the series uh, will drop tomorrow, January the 11th. So, um, and I already pre-ordered it. I'm excited to read the second book. So that tells you how much I did like this. So, yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, okay, Rachel, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. All right. From USA Today, best-selling author Devney Perry comes a small town, enemies to lovers, contemporary romance. Winslow Covington believes in life, liberty, and the letter of the law. As Quincy Montana's new chief of police, she's determined to prove herself to the community and show them she didn't earn her position because her grandfather is the mayor. According to her pops, all she has to do is earn favor with the Edens. But winning over the town's founding family might have been easier if not for her one night stand with their oldest son. In her defense, it was her first night in town and she didn't realize that the rugged and charming man who wooed her into bed was Quincy royalty. Sleeping with Griffin Eden was a huge mistake, one she's trying to forget. He's insufferable, arrogant, and keeps reminding everyone that she's an outsider. Winslow does her best to avoid Griffin, but when a woman is found dead on Eden property, the two of them have no choice but to cross paths. As clues to the murderer lead to one of Quincy's own, Griffin realizes Winslow is more than he gave her credit for. Beautiful and intelligent, she proves hard to resist for him and the killer. So the release date on this is October 26th of 2021. Um, tropes are small town romance, uh, suspense, first responder, because she is the police chief in town. Um, there's a bit of the legacy card in this because he is town royalty. Um, one night stand. Griffin is a cowboy and they also have a pretty fantastic meet cute. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, put out percentage on this is 6%, but it does fade to black. And as I was reading it, I texted Rachel and I'm like, does this fade to black? Like this whole book fade to black. And she's like, no, 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 you're okay. I was like, I can handle it. I just have to have warning going in, you know, like trigger warnings. Yep. Fade to black is a trigger for me. <laughs> I completely agree with you that as long as you know, it's it's perfectly fine. But if that's you right. go in expecting one thing and it's something else, that's when you get into trouble. Um. So, but it really pops at 23%. Um, and just to content warning this, there is death of parents and some on-page violence along with the murder. So just know that going going in, it does have this romantic suspense element um, to it. And so this was technically, technically, my first time reading Devney Perry writing as Devney Perry. 
I think last year you and I reviewed one of her Willa Nash books. Yep. And so I wasn't, and that's part of the reason I texted you about the fade to black because I thought I wasn't quite sure what the difference writing style would be when an author has a split pen name like that. Sometimes, you know, they write kind of a cleaner romance under one name and a more angsty romance or a sexier romance under another name. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a hundred percent, wasn't a hundred percent sure, which is part of the reason that I um, texted you. Cause I was like, um, <laughs> what am I going into? So let's get into the meat of this, this quick shot too. I should mention, um, we called this our buddy, reading quick shot we actually reached out and it asked people within the community to share some feedback this is the first time we're doing it we actually didn't get a ton of response but i did get some quotes um, about the book um, from goodreads that i think will help our conversation um, through the episode so i will mark and link those in the on the shelf show notes so you can follow those reviewers so let's start with the meet cute because I really like how this book sets us up. Now, I did not read. There's a prequel. Yes. Did, did you read the prequel? I did read the prequel. It's definitely not necessary to read. It's kind of like a little introduction to the town, a little tiny introduction to the Edens. It, the characters are not from Quincy. So it, it's just kind of a little cute introduction. Okay. Um. And so, okay, so you don't need to read the prequel. So really, this book picks up on its own. There's nothing really in the prequel that leads into this book. Correct. Okay, so let's start with Winslow. Winslow Covington. Um, Her grandfather is the mayor of the town. Her father grew up in the town. As Winslow was younger, she would visit the town, but she didn't necessarily in the last five or six years as she's been an adult and such. Her dad didn't hate the town, but he didn't love the town either. Right. Yep. I would say that's accurate for sure. So she is not well known in town, even though um, Pops, her grandfather is well known in town. Winslow isn't a face that was there every summer that people would recognize. Right. Which sets up this meet cute because Winslow is in one of the very local bars that's a bit of a dive and it's called Willie's and Griffin comes in and the bartender is like totally ignoring her, thinks she's a tourist and um, she sees Griff kind of sitting next to her at the bar stool. There is a spark and some chemistry and that leads to the one night stand. In all classy ways, the back of his truck. Love it. <laughs> like the chief of police had sex in the back of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was surprised. Like obviously, you read the blurb and you you know it's gonna happen, but I was still like just kind of surprised how it happened. Yeah, it was really well done. It, you know, you could feel their chemistry there in that meet cute. Um, And they both ask some very specific questions, thinking that they are guarding themselves from some potential problems. So um, the next day, Winslow goes to lunch. It's her first day on the job as the police chief. She goes to lunch with her grandfather at the one of the restaurants in town that is owned by the Edens. And Griffin is an Eden. Mm -hmm. 
And Griffin's dad's name is Harrison, correct? Is it Harrison? Yes. Okay. So Griffin's dad <laughs> and Griffin are there at the hotel restaurant and Pops is talking to them. And when Winslow looks up, there's her one night stand. And her grandfather had just told her, hey, sister, if you really want to make a go of this town, get in with the Edens. They are the town royalty. So. And I felt like you could feel her, like, shock. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, her shock and her kind of fear. Like. Well, yeah, because, like, oh, what no. is he going to say? What is he going to say is, you know, it's going to put it in a bad situation. And so let's just break down Winslow's character. I really liked her. She is strong, but not masculine. She definitely has a more feminine side to her. Definitely. But she, you know, the way she commands her fellow police officers and even really Griff, because there's a moment where she like puts him into line and is like, yeah, we're not playing this game. I'm the police chief. Police chief, you are not. If I want to investigate this the way I want to investigate it, I will. Um, so she's got a backbone. She's very strong. She isn't dictated um, by the influences around her, but she does second guess herself. And I think that's probably comes from being a woman in authority. Yes, I completely agree. I liked that she knew that there would be some apprehension toward her because one, she's young, two, she's a woman, three, she's kind of an outsider in her role as chief of police. But she didn't kind of, she never complained. She she knew it going in. She didn't complain about it. She kind of understood it. Yeah. Whereas I've seen plenty of characters kind of spend more time complaining that it's not fair, that people aren't giving them a chance. Instead, she she gave everyone time to kind of get used to her as she the does. chief of police. She does. And, you know, like you can tell that there's, you know, there's one police officer that has seniority that had also applied for the chief's position and he was looked over and it was given to Winslow and he pulls some shit. And um, instead of her getting emotional or screaming and having mm -hmm. a temper tantrum at him, she continues just to kind of put him into his place and wait it out. And I think that shows like real character strength for her. I completely agree. I think it shows that, you know, they picked the right person for the job because there are plenty of people who wouldn't be able to kind of take that like tension, that person not really respecting them. And she gave him time. She respected him and gave him time yeah. without being too easy on him. She didn't really make excuses. She didn't let him get away with everything. Yeah. But she didn't just fire him immediately, which is what I think some people would do. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have probably come in and cleaned house and not because I was um, fearful of his authority or anything like that, but yeah. more that he was kind of just a jackass about things. And you just don't need that when you're trying to work um you know, in a new job, in a new situation like that. So, um, I, yes. So let's talk about Griffin just a minute here. There's a great quote. Um, so, uh, 
there is a great quote that I found that from Tiffany on Goodreads. It says, I love Griff. He was the protective, sexy cowboy. Winslow was a great main character. Badass. He had a, um, she has a black belt and is the new chief of police. This book has just enough mystery to always keep it interesting. The only thing I wish was there was less fade to black scenes, but that's my preference, which um, <laughs> I get. I get that. I can I can relate to that <laughs> feeling. Um, but you do kind of love Griff a little bit. First of all, he's a grump. Total grump. Like, hates everybody, except he's one of those grumps. That like he can he has siblings he has like five other siblings correct I think I think there's six of them total four four or five two sisters two brothers so with him there's five there's there's three sisters oh three sisters so two brothers yeah three sisters yeah so there's six. six of them so. He has built himself a house on the family's ranch because outside of town of Quincy is the big Eden family ranch. And he has built his own home away from his parents on the ranch. And he is the head of the ranch. He runs the ranch. Um, but he has designed his house in such that there are bedrooms for all his siblings. So when they're at the ranch, they can stay with him. <laughs> so, I love that. But as much as he is a grump about everything... He's like, oh, but I'll make space for you. Yeah, he's like a fake grump with his siblings. Yes. Uh, but he's super grumpy with with Winslow, with Win. Um, yes. You know, after, so they've had their lunch. It was super awkward. And he's like, I'm staying away from her. I want nothing to do with her. That night, he shows up on her doorstep and kisses her. <laughs> It's like, dude, I'm not sure that's how it works, but right, like I, I don't think you know what it means to stay away from someone. Right, right. You don't really get to do that. Um, so let's. So the Eden family overall, they have their legacy. We've talked about that a little bit. Covey is Winslow's grandfather, mayor of the town. He's a great side character. I hope we get to see a little bit of him. Um. And I don't want to spoil anything in the situation or in the book. Um, but he has some big thoughtful moments in this book. And I have thoughts as to where things are going in the direction of the town. So I'm super curious. I have thoughts. Because, you know, at one point, uh, Covey is older. And he's like, I think it's time for retirement. That's something that comes up. And um, mm -hmm. I have thoughts of who I think might be the new... If he retire, if he retires, who the might who the new mayor might be. Um, so one of the things Winslow says about Griffin is Griffin Eden was tantalizing, magnetic, rugged, and bold, and naked in my bed. <laughs> I mean, what could be better? <laughs> um, it was just I their Ooh. relationship was so good. So let's talk about the romantic suspense piece at this. Because it actually, it was not heavy in suspense. Mm -mm. We got true character relationship development between Winslow and Griffin. Yes. And then there's an overarching um, romantic mystery. suspense. Yeah, mystery. There is a murder. The body, this is the third body that is found 
on the Eden's land in the same general area. And, you know, Winslow's looking at this from new and clear eyes because she has nothing. She truly has no connection to anybody in the town except her grandfather. And so, you know, but Griffin is like super protective. And at times I wonder, and I know it's because of his uncle. He has an uncle that lives up in the mountains that is losing his memory, has some dementia. And I know he was trying to protect him. But I also felt like at other times he might be trying to protect somebody else he thought it could be. Yeah, I got that vibe too, but I didn't feel like it was someone that he like thought. It was more like this, like it's my family's land and what if it's one of my family members? Like what, like that's the vibe I got, but I got something similar that he didn't know who it could have been, but he, you know, just wanted to protect his family just, just in case. Yeah, and that's fair. So Lana from Goodreads said, I love the mystery element of the story. I love that it's not predictable and it really kept you guessing until the final revelation. Agreed. I'm very critical of romantic suspense, which is I know why you were kind of like, let's read this. (laughs) And you're like, but be nice. Um, (laughs) It was... It was a it was very well done. The, it kept you guessing. It wasn't completely in your face. This is how it's going to happen. And I liked that. Yeah. I liked that I was surprised. Yes, I I definitely thought it was well done. I I read a lot of romantic suspense and I did not predict this at all. Um I liked that it was a, a bit of a mystery and it wasn't super, super suspenseful until kind of, kind of the revelation. Yeah. Where the the story was definitely like contemporary romance with a dash of suspense. Yeah. Well, and Alba says, what's not to love about a small town, enemies to love a romance. Am I right? All that mixed with a whole lot of family interaction, tension, filled suspense, sizzling chemistry makes Indigo Ridge an amazing start to Devney's new series. So this is book one in her new series, and something that I've become kind of critical of over the last couple months is world building. I get super frustrated when an author spends a lot of time in a book world building, and we don't get enough relationship building. And I like how Devney Perry built this world. She built it in a very natural, organic way, like Meeting Griffin's sister, that's the doctor, Talia. We don't know that she's Griffin's sister when she walks in the door. And it's through a a natural, organic way of conversation that she realizes that Talia is Griffin's sister. Mm -hmm. And I liked that. I wish more authors would do that because I didn't need a whole page filled with this is Talia Eden. She is a doctor new to this, you know, back home after residency. You know, she got special. I didn't need all of that. So the way that it was done through conversation and interactions, it's it's how we explore the world. It's how we meet new people and find out their place in the world. You don't sit there and give me a long diatribe of who you are. We do it by asking yep. questions and natural conversation. 
Yep. And I like when it's like, oh, you're in Eden too, because that's very much how we experience life in like reality. Right. right? You don't have someone saying, oh, and this person did this, 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 and it's their sister and adding, you know, 25 pages worth of information that's you know, not, not super needed. I don't need a resume. I just need to kind of know where to place you and we can move yeah, forward. Like, I don't want to get to Talia's book and have no idea that she was in Eden. Right. Right. But, and there are some great family scenes too, where we do see that interaction between Griffin and his siblings with Winslow involved in it too. <laughs> There's some, at the one sister owns a bakery. So there's some interactions there with her. Um, and the stupid reporter lady. Oh, she is the annoying. worst. We're not giving her any time though. Nope. Um, <laughs> so uh, I did, I personally feel like Eden has some Yellowstone vibes, uh, but it's not as toxic as the Yellowstone TV show. That show is bonkers. This had that small town Montana. You saw small town politics, preserving the ranch, the movement of people. Um, so it has those vibes, but it's not toxic, right? Yeah, I agree. It's not toxic. I haven't watched <laughs> Yellowstone yet. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, Malene says Indigo Ridge has left me wanting for more, and I have excited for what comes this family has won me over i agree i'm excited for book two um because the way that she describes this town is just so good it and i'm invested in these characters these because i think each book's going to be a different sibling correct yes so i'm there for this i'm there for this i told my husband that i wanted to go on vacation in montana yeah and he was like why because i'm not like super outdoorsy so that was confusing to him and i was like oh well i've just like heard so many great things about it and all of the things i've heard about it are from debbie perry books <laughs> i think that if i said let's go to montana for vacation um mike would say yes because he is outdoorsy and likes hiking but it is so not my vibe yeah, Alex had some questions. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I would too. Um, okay, so let's get in the into this. Um, Rachel, did you like this book? I loved this book. Yeah, um, I told I, you it was one of my top twenty-one of 2021, and you know I read quite a lot of books. So yeah. it's really good. I liked it too. Um, I had been hesitant to get into Devney Perry because I again I wasn't sure what I was getting into. This book in series, it starts a new series. It stands completely on its own from all of her back because she has a fairly large backlist, mm -hmm. um, which can be a little intimidating. So this is a great place to kind of dive in and start. I think that it's just enough suspense to keep the storyline going, but it has great character development and, you know, and a really good world building that doesn't feel daunting. <laughs> so, um, yes. Rachel, who would typically like this book? I think any fan of contemporary romance in general would really like this book. It's it's not too steamy where I think people would feel uncomfortable. 
and it's got enough steam I think where like you and I who do like steam in our books like I loved it yeah but it's not in your face steamy or sexy Mm -hmm. um it really is a perfect small town contemporary romance so if you like a family ceiling uh family series if you're a fan of like V. Keeland and some of her standalone romances, it fits right into that lane and that genre. Um, you know, it is not rom-com. I think if you like Catherine Cowles too, um, yes, it's not as slow exactly a burn. It's not as slow of a burn as Catherine's, but it's really good. I mean, it's very good. It's very good. So if you're contemporary romance, don't mind a little mystery. Or if you're not sure how you feel about romantic suspense, I, I would yep. recommend this book. I would. Um, so would you recommend the book? I definitely would recommend the book. Yeah, it was really good. I, I really liked it. Um, I told Leah she needs to read it. Although she's like, well, can I wait for the series to be over? I'm like, no, I need you to start reading this now with me together. Yes. Like a group. There's no cliffhangers. No. And that's another great thing. Cause somebody said, well, is the mystery. Sometimes when we get a series like this, the mystery goes arcing across all of the books. Nope. Yeah, there is or, a resolution to the end. Yep. Completely agree with that. So you because can easily be one or done. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. No cliffhangers, which is great. So our next quick shot of romance buddy read is in February. Um, we are reading Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. Uh, thoughts and reviews for that will be due the first Saturday in February. You can find details on our website. Um, and all you have to do is fill out the form, drop us a couple comments and we'll feed them into the episode and help, um, move along our conversation. You can also send us voice memos, um, by emailing us, sending us the voice memos via email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. So Rachel, thank you so much for one, recommending Indigo Ridge, but also for joining me for this episode. Yeah, I'm so glad you liked it. (laughs) I really did. I really, really did. Um, It's a great book, and I hope lots of people will pick it up. Um, So thank you for listening, everyone. Until next time, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.